What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Take a 20. Sorry about the delay on this one. Um, I know I say every Monday and Friday with pods, it's going to start getting down to just like whenever I'm able to get around to it just because of work. But I will make sure to at least get out one pod uh, every week possibly two pods just depending on time constraints but without further ado let's just get straight into the episode uh this episode i want to cover what i really think are like the three leading candidates in each of the end of the season awards so starting off i want to start off with the coach of the year this one is always up for debate just because there's usually like six or seven, maybe even 10 coaches that are in the running for coach of the year. And really it's all a matter of opinion. Last year was not a matter of opinion. Monty Williams should have won that. Um, and unfortunately this year, I do not think that he deserves to win coach of the year. Uh, there are just are a few other coaches out there that I feel are a little bit more deserving. Uh, and let me just get into him now. So JB Bickerstaff starting off the list just because he's turned this Cavs team completely around. It really like the Cavs. Somebody had been saying it uh, earlier on a podcast uh, on the Who Collective, but um, the Cavs haven't been to the playoffs or even the postseason. Well, yeah, playoffs, postseason, same thing, uh, since LeBron has left. So for J.B. Bickerstaff to turn that around, losing Colin Sexton, who, albeit, isn't, like, the greatest player out there, but it def- he definitely was integral to that um, to that system. But for him to be able to continue to push his team and get them into the playoffs, right now I think they're sitting at the fourth seed. So for them to reach that feat, especially in the East, where really it's anybody's game at this point. um, Or no, they're sixth. My bad. Still, that is a huge feat. And like I said, it's really anybody's game out in the East. Um The Cavs are definitely not a team that I would want to see in the playoffs if I was the opposing coach. And, you know, they could play upset. If the playoffs were to start today, they're going up against Philadelphia. So, you know, with all honesty, I could see that series going to seven in that seventh game just being a toss-up. So the Cavs and what J.B. Bickerstaff has done with them is very, very impressive. So I have to put him at the top of the list. The runner-up, I feel, would be Eric Spolstra, uh, just because all of his players have been pretty much in and out of the lineup, and they're sitting at the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, which is completely packed this year. So they, like, Eric Spolstra is definitely very, very deserving. Everybody knows my opinion on Eric Spolstra. I think that he should have been the choice for the coach for Team USA, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, But I do think that he's just coming up a little bit short just because of the 
the wow factor of the Cavs being in the postseason again without LeBron James. And third, I had to put Ty Lue just because he's dealt this whole season without Kawhi Leonard. Um, Paul George has been out since December, late December. Um, But he's been able to keep this team scrappy. Norman Powell, uh, another player that was supposed to be somebody really big for us in their acquisition, they got injured. So for the Clippers to be able to still stay afloat and be in the A seed is nothing short but of extraordinary. Uh, Matt Barnes was saying it on uh, All the Smoke, is any other team like the Suns lose Devin Booker and Chris Paul for all the season, like Chris Paul, none of the season, Devin Booker, December, do any team in the league like that where it's like two stars and they're in a much different situation than what the Clippers are in right now. So uh, also a part of that has to do with what the Clippers have over there in terms of depth and some players just um, some of them already have been number one options on teams in the past. And now they're getting that opportunity again to be a number one option. So that's also playing into it, but I do really think that Ty Lu has a lot to do with this in terms of like keeping his team uh, bought in and just really having that next man up mentality. So just really had to throw him in there. Rookie of the year, I'm going to breeze through really quickly just because it's. I feel like it's kind of obvious who's going to be winning the the award. And in, in my opinion, it's Evan Mobley just because he's actually contributing to winning on a winning franchise. And, you know, the runner-up, in my opinion, is Scotty Barnes, who is also contributing in a great way. I know a lot of people would be surprised that I don't have Cade Cunningham. I'm a fan of Cade Cunningham. I just don't think that he played enough of the season for him to be in the running for Rookie of the Year. That's all. Um, Possibly next year he'll be getting most improved player. I just feel like Cade is going to be on that trajectory of like within five years, we're going to start talking about him being the MVP race. And that's just my personal opinion. And, um, him not being able to play majority of the season, in my mind, disqualifies him from this uh, award. And then lastly, I have Josh Giddy. I know that's kind of like, uh, I can't think of the word right now, uh, but, or oh, hypocritical. But with Josh Giddy, I think it's just, you can't turn a blind eye to what he did for a majority of the season. He's only going to be missing like the last quarter of the season. So I think that that should still give him enough of a platform to go off of to show like, hey, he really deserves to be up in there, at least in the top three. I'm not saying that he deserves to be rookie of the year, but I'm just saying he deserves to be at least in the top three of those voter uh, gets. And moving on to sixth man of the year, 
I really think that it's Tyler Heroes to lose. He's playing completely out of his mind. He was talking a whole bunch in the beginning of the season. I was really loving it. I thought that he was more than capable of actually pulling off what he was talking about. And he's proving me right. I'm glad that I don't have to eat those words and say, like, yeah, Tyler Hero uh, made a fool of me. But, no, he's really living up to his own words, living up to a lot of people's expectations. And, honestly, I think that he's just going to continue to grow from this point. I think that that time of him being, like, kind of mentally frustrated with the game is subsided for the most part. I think it might end up boiling back up in some point during the um, playoffs. But I I think that by far and large that he'll do fairly well in the playoffs. Um, also with the simple fact that now Victor Oladipo is going to be with the with the heat in the playoffs it's it's just going to make that it that second unit that much harder to deal with and you know now you can't double tyler because you have victor over here who's gonna completely annihilate you at the rim no regardless of who's at (laughs) standing at at the rim he's gonna wreck it so tyler hero i think is by far and large the favorite to win that jordan Poole is another player that I think deserves some shine. And then lastly, rounding that out is Kevin Love. Kevin Love, I mean, he's gone from being a curmudgeon to completely buying in to what the Cavs are doing. I know winning does help that a lot, I'm sure. And But he's, he's doing the right things now and producing on a winning team contributing to winning so he does deserve to be up there regardless of his past um, exploits he's being very very mature now and handling himself like a true professional which I always knew Kevin Love could do and what I expect out of Kevin Love Kevin Love is somebody that I very much look up to and very glad that he's turned his his attitude around um now moving on to the most improved player um some people will think that this might be a little bit above him just because he in my opinion is in the race for the mvp but i have to give the award to john morant because he just has gotten so much better from last year he his turnovers have gone down his assists are actually he's really controlling the game he's getting very like ai cp it's is very nice to see jaw like kind of bringing uh back that old school basketball you know and just winning with it proving that you can still win with old school basketball you don't have to be a prolific three-point shooter but you have to be prolific in certain areas um the next person that i think has taken a big leap up is miles bridges 
I don't think that he's taken a leap enough to leapfrog over Ja Morant, especially because Ja's playing on an MVP level. But also, the Charlotte Hornets have not really panned out the way that majority of people have been expecting them to. Um, I really didn't want to put that kind of expectations on this team. I think they're a fun, young gun team. Um, that's just going to take some years for them to build and uh, build a culture over there of winning and getting to the playoffs regularly. And then they're going to end up pushing for a championship. Do I think they're going to end up champions? No. But they they have a great team, great young guys over there, and it's going to be fun to watch them over the years. And then rounding out, I have Jordan Poole. Uh, again, so yeah, he's in the running for sixth man, but I also think he should be in the running for most improved player because he's made these improvements and he just looks a lot better, especially on the defensive end. That was something that I was a little bit concerned about with Jordan Poole. Uh, he's shown a lot more of a defensive tenacity. His offense, I I know there are some people out there that were very concerned about his offense. I always knew that that was something that was going to come. His form, his shooting form was just almost flawless when he came into the league. So that was something that I was like, yeah, he he's definitely going to end up being a good shooter, good scorer, and it's, it's panned out to be like that. So also have to put him there. For Defensive Player of the Year, I have Draymond Green. Some people will say that he should be disqualified because of missing games. I don't think that that is true in his case, just because he didn't miss a sig- He did miss a significant amount of games. It was probably about a quarter of the season. So, but in my opinion because of how the Warriors defensive defense plummeted when Draymond left, that's something that I think really needs to be looked at and um, admired. That also goes for Rudy Gobert. Um, just Rudy Gobert should always be in the running for defensive player of the year, if not at the top. So that's somebody that I felt really deserved to be in the second place. He did miss some time, a significant amount of time, more time than Draymond Green did. and But it also did show on Utah's defense of how much that was impacted and how much they missed him. So you still have to put him up there in terms of being a defensive player of the year. And then lastly, I had to put Bam out of bio. I was very torn between Bam and Giannis, but in the end, I did have to give it to Bam. I felt like he's just been a little bit quicker, um, really a little bit more tenacious on defense. Giannis is, and maybe it's because I'm I'm more so now expecting Giannis to give a certain type of effort on defense night in and night out. And when he doesn't do that or slightly under that, it is something to me that I'm just like, okay, well, 
he's not performing up to my expectations or really the league's expectations. So that's why I actually ended up edging him out and giving it to Bam. And you're going to see that as well in the MVP race of just like, I feel like Giannis is doing Giannis things. I expect him to do these things now. The same way of LeBron James is doing LeBron James things. I expect him to do those things now. So uh, first I have Joel Embiid. I think that he's just proven that he should be the, the MVP He's carried the 76ers up until James Harden has gone to town. And, you know, he, he by and large had to do that by himself. Uh, Tyrus Maxey has taken big leaps, um, but Joel has really been playing on MVP level night in and night out. And he's really been doing it by himself. So... I really have to give it to him. Nikola Jokic, I put in second. Everybody knows my opinion on Nikola. I really do not like the way that he won the MVP last season. I don't believe that he deserved to win the MVP last season. But this season, it's it's undeniable of what he's doing. He's really, He really is the second best center in the league. He deserves to be up there in MVP voting. He des- deserves to be second. He he could end up being the MVP, but it he he's arrived. He's not going anywhere, and people who hated on him, like myself, need to get used to the fact that he is one of the best players in the NBA, and. Lastly, I put in John Morant slash Giannis. Um, I really had to put John Morant over Giannis. Jaw is really leading the Grizzlies from a, a dismal point last year to them now looking like a, a true threat in the West. So I really had to give it up for for Jaw on that one. Um, I think also outside of Giannis, who else should be getting some looks is um, Luca, Kevin Durant. I also think Demar Derozan really deserves to be getting some shine on this because he's honestly one of the key reasons outside of Lonzo Ball and um wow how am I forgetting his name not Zach Levine oh my god the bald goat whatever I'm just gonna call him the bald goat uh outside of them DeMar DeRozan is really a huge reason why this Bulls team is thriving so DeMar deserves to be mentioned in this conversation. I don't think that he's going to win MVP, but he definitely deserves to be in the conversation. And lastly is executive of the year. I'm not going to really get into that one just because the executives all across the league made great moves. So I can't really say, and I don't really know when exactly is the cutoff of when those um the moves that they've made 
don't register anymore. So, for example, like, in the beginning of the year, it probably would have been uh, Rob Palenka before the season even started. If they don't count anything that happens over the season, with that criteria, that award specifically, I've never really truly understood it. So that one I'm just going to kind of sweep to the side and avoid. Um, and the very last thing that I want to talk about very briefly, because um, there, there's not too much to talk about, um, two, two different things. But the, the first, and I'll close out with the last one, and we'll uh, call it an episode just want to send out my support and love to Brittany Griner. Uh, hope that she gets home safely. She news came down that her sentence has, or her probation or whatever they want to call it, detention has been extended another two months while this investigation goes on. And she's supposed to be released May 19th. So hopefully everything goes smoothly she's able to get home and back to where she belongs. So really hoping and praying that everything goes well on that front. And also leading into the whole Russia, Ukraine situation. I really am praying that this whole thing ends soon. And also Again, I have to reiterate, I do stand with Ukraine. That is the atrocities that are happening over there is mind-blowing, appalling, and it it shouldn't happen anywhere. And we also shouldn't just get angry when it happens in European countries. We should be angry when it happens everywhere. Yeah, that those are the last two things that I wanted to say. Because, um, you know, we all have a voice. And if we don't use it, then what's the point of even having these platforms or even doing these things? I know it's really meant for us, like, specifically talking to my audience. It is... And the other podcasters I know who listen to this. I know we use this to talk about basketball, talk about other sports, but we have people who listen to this and let's, let's take that opportunity to let them know what our opinion is on these matters. And with that, I close it out. And again, I hope everybody is doing well, staying safe. If you're in LA, it's really getting crazy out here. If you have kids, keep an eye on them. They're getting snatched left and right. And hope that everybody stays safe. I will see you guys in the next episode sometime this week. All right. Peace.